Peace and blessings, everybody. You are listening to The Good Brother Experience, where it is I, the good brother, the original black man, I am Rake. And it is Friday night. Usually I like to uh, do these podcasts in the morning because I want to live through a full day. Then if something interesting happens to me uh, the day prior, then I share it with you guys. But I have a lot of shit to do tomorrow. So to make sure I can still do my reek week, because it is reek week, goddammit. I wanted to make sure that I got back on this motherfucking shit, recorded my shit, made sure I at least gave you guys at least 20 to 30 minutes of content. I released tomorrow morning before I head out to do my duties, and then we do what needs to be done out here in these streets. Uh, what I will do, though, prior to uh, me doing anything, is I just want to do this motherfucking ad. I want to get this out the way. After I get out the ad, I want to tell you something very random that's been on my mind. And then after I do so, I will get to some emails because the emails have been coming in like motherfucking hotcakes. Then after that, we get to gal, baby. We are good to motherfucking gal. Um, where's the ad? Do, 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 do. Come on, my nigga. Yo, this is the shit I'm talking about, son. Fuck. You know, you think you have like a firm grip about what the fuck is going on. And then you get all this bullshit. All right, here we go. So this episode of the Good Brother Experience is brought to you by the good folks at Soul Deep Socks. Soul Deep Socks is the new gold standard of luxury footwear. When it comes to fashion, too many people underestimate the importance of their socks. I don't underestimate the importance of my motherfucking socks because I haven't received them yet. This nigger has seen the light. I, was, I, called him as, I called his ass cheap. And he's going to come through with the goods. You know what I mean? I just gave this nigga a bio. I'm going to be on his website soon. So make sure you look out for that. But um, on the SoDeepSocks.com website, I'm going to be a mainstay on their site. They're just going to make sure that they're going to give me some socks. We're going to figure something out. I'm going to get some products with some type of frequency. You know what I mean? You've given, what you've given me, I definitely appreciate. But yo, if I'm going to be doing this shit all the time, god damn it. I'm not asking for money here. I'm asking for some motherfucking product, but we're going to talk about that later. Anywho, your stride should tell a story when you walk. This is where the soul deep socks comes in. I personally like P- the Picasso and Navy Flamingo pieces. I do. And I'm currently waiting for my goddamn Picasso socks, actually. But there's over two dozen styles to choose from. In fact, if you sign up for their monthly soul club, you'll get two fresh pairs of socks sent to your doorstep every month to show appreciation for listening to the good brother experience all listeners get 10 percent off their next order just use promo code tgbe at checkout that's soldeepsocks.com where unique artistry and quality socks meet and i'm going to uniquely and qualitatively punch somebody in a fucking face if i don't get my goddamn product anywho that's enough of that please make sure that if you are listening to me on the itunes app you rate me. I had to put a pause after that. You rate me, goddammit. You subscribe if you haven't done so already. And please re- leave a review if uh, you're able to do so. Uh, secondarily, I wanted to shout out everyone that's been emailing me. That's why I'm glad I'm doing these episodes in the first place. Just to ensure I get to everyone. Because I promised you guys, if you take the time to email me, I will take the time to answer them. Um, I just want to get into my random story. I was driving today. And uh, I listened to a few podcasts or whatever have you. And uh, I was listening to Tasha Talks, actually. If you haven't um, heard her podcast, if you're unfamiliar with who I'm speaking about, uh, there is a podcast by the name of Tasha Talks A Lot. And in um, 
her most recent episode, she was incredibly transparent about her upbringing and what she did. Basically what I did in a 1.1 plus, but she did it in way further detail. She brought to you the terrors and the horrors that she's been through as far as being an individual that's light-skinned on this god green earth and she's from fucking jersey so that's amplified times two because the panhandling out there is out of control anyhow she in very minor detail uh discussed when she went through her ex's phone and i know that's frowned upon these days uh invading someone's privacy and going through someone's phone but um i'm going to release to you a story of how going through a girl's phone saved my life and um, the regrets I have from when that relationship subsided. Uh, go back, I want to say 2013. I had a girlfriend at the time. She was from Harlem. Uh, she was dope in her own right. And um, she had a spending issue. Just keep that in mind. Keep in the back of your mind that she had a spending issue. And I'm going to get back to why that's important a little later in the story. So she was from Harlem and I was a God awful boyfriend. I'm not going to lie to you, but we had great synergy when we was amongst each other. She put me on the YouTube shows. I put her on the YouTube shows. Uh, she was highly intellectual. I was about two years older than her at the time. And um, we just sat, chilled, ate chopped cheeses when I was up there. We had sex semi-frequently. Everything was all good to go. Um, she was working at Aldo at the time. And I was working at my old job, Planet Brooklyn Academy, and everything was all good to go. As the conversation went on, no, I'm sorry, not the conversation. As the relationship went on, um, we started to grow apart. But um, we were still trying to make it work. Uh, she took a break off of school, and um, I recently just graduated school. Uh, I met her while I was at college, but I didn't wife her while I was in college because, just to be honest with you, I was having way too much sex in college for me to be a uh, wife and anybody. But once I graduated, I was like, all right, back to reality. Oh, there goes gravity. Wait, hold on. I just quoted a white man. I might have to edit that out. Anyhow, we had an incredible time with one another. Um, so then I started to suspect her of cheating because I can just tell in the body language and the synergy was starting to die down that her attention was elsewhere but i couldn't quite put a finger on it she used to tell me that um there was a friend of hers and um he would always facetime her or some shit like that like why is niggas facetiming you whatever uh quick backstory she used to be a whore um and this is when i learned something very very big uh i remember i was speaking to her and we were just exchanging sex stories and she was just letting a good amount of niggas rip in a short period of time but then i was like there was that old adage that a whole bunch of women will always tell you like yo you shouldn't treat a book by its cover that was her past life her sexual liberation has nothing to do with you just as long as y'all too fucking gel blah 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 for fucking blah it's all blah nigga and i'm gonna tell you why i remember telling my homie about it he's like my nigga that bitch is a whore and you don't need to wife it it's like nah son I like her. I was one of them niggas. I was one of those I like her type niggas. Anyway, uh, once I saw that the way she treated me in the beginning of a relationship wasn't the same at the end, I was like, all right, the whore is starting to come through the pores. The whore through the pores. The whore pores, you understand? And I just couldn't prove it. So one night, I was actually at, at my man's crib that just got married, my man Chris. And um, it was me, her, and him. Um, I was supposed to be some double date action, but 
uh, the girl I was bringing for Chris wound up dropping out. So the three of us went to Joe's Crab Shack. He was living in Newark at the time. Um, after we came back from Joe's Crab Shack, after eating a plentiful meal with a whole bunch of, how do you say, spirits, uh, we went back to a spot in uh, Jersey because he had a big-ass apartment. I'm like, I, I don't feel like taking the train back to Long Island. I know she don't feel like taking the train back to Harlem. Uh, we're just going to crash at his place. So as we were doing so, the three of us were just hanging out. He wasn't even on no third wheel shit because he had a relatively uh, close relationship with my ex-girlfriend as well. Uh, we started drinking Ray and Nephew. And um, I got inebriated. He got inebriated. He wound up going in his room, calling some joint over. He had to do what he had to do. And now it's me and my girl at the time outside inebriated off the Ray and Neff. You, you understand? As the night progressed, she got belligerently drunk and started throwing up. I had to go in the bathroom. I had to hold her hair behind her head, all kind of shit. But prior to her throwing up whatever, both of us were in a drunken state. And I tried to have sex with her, and she denied my advances. And I was like, hmm, why is she denying the pain, even as a drunk woman? So I remember that... Whenever she, I would lay next to her in her bed, whatever, or she would lay next to me in mine, uh, I remembered her code to her phone. I just put that shit as a note in my phone so I would never forget because I felt like this day was coming. So while she was belligerently drunk and after she threw up a hundred times and after I picked her up and laid her to rest on the couch of my man Chris's apartment, I went to her phone, even in a drunken state, like, fuck that. And what I saw was her texting the nigga, the FaceTime guy, the same way she used to text me. She'd be like, yo, I'm about to hang out with my boyfriend after that. And I'm saying, I can't wait for you to come over. I can't wait to cuddle with you. I can't wait to talk to you. I can't wait for us to chill. All this type of excitement, right? Now, this is warranted because I was being terrible at the time. I'm not the best boyfriend. I'm a great person, but I'm a terrible boyfriend. That's just what it is. That is my cross to bear. I woke her up. We was yelling at each other. And I haven't seen her from that day. Now, the one regret I have in that relationship is not the fact that I went through her phone. I don't regret the fact that I was a terrible boyfriend because I was able to look at my um my negatives as being a boyfriend, implement that to my next relationship that wound up failing anyway. Anyway, anyway, um, I looked at that. I looked at who I was becoming as a man. Uh, she taught me a lot of things about myself, which I really appreciated when I was 23 at the time. But the one thing that I'm upset about is the fact that she had a spending problem and I didn't capitalize. She always fucking had like this issue with saving money and she would just blow her money on like all kinds of bullshit. Uh, and the one thing that I regret is when I caught her cheating, I could have held the information. I could have kept that close to the heart. I could have started treating her differently. I could have got some fucking clothes and sneakers and jewelry out the deal and then been a way worse person than had her break up with me. But I didn't do that. I let my emotions get the best of me. So what I will say, gentlemen, that is listening to this. If your girl is doing you foul and you find out and she has a spending issue, use that to your to your advantage. Don't fucking get back at her by cheating and fucking other bitches or don't punch her in the face because I'm not promoting domestic violence. Don't uh, compromise what she owns don't um break into her crib don't threaten her just make her buy you mad shit make her cash out on her credit card 
And once she cashes out, and after she does all the shit for you, all the shit that she will probably tell her homegirls that you're a bum ass nigga, be purposefully a bum ass nigga, ask her for money, ask her for Uber rides, do all that shit. Then be a way worse person to her, make her break up with you. She'll be disheveled, she'll tell you that your behavior is changing, and be like, yo, I really don't see you that way. You'll have a whole bunch of stuff that's materialistic that really doesn't mean much, but at least you'll have something out the deal, and then you can go on your merry way. Don't be like me. You know what I'm saying? So when I heard Tasha telling that story, that just made me uh, think about my biggest regret. A girl that was a whore that I saw her for who she was cheated on me and I didn't get any sneakers out the deal. Make sure if you deal with a whore, you get some sneakers. Let's go to some emails. And we are going to... Oh, this is a semi-long email, so maybe this might be my only email of the evening before I do what I have to do. This email comes from a person by the name of Shells. And this email reads, Hi, sir. I am loving the show thus far. You can call me Shells. We met at the So Shameless live show. Shells, I'm not going to lie to you. I do not remember who you are. But I'm pretty sure you are pleasant. And I'm definitely happy that I met you. Anywho, I probably missed the boat of the shooting the shy emails. But if you happen to double back for content, here we go. Well, Shells... Here we go. I left a house party with a friend of mine to meet up with one of her friends at the bar. It was summer and the hood was out with the perplexed emoji. This bar was a favorite amongst the lukewarm henny drinkers wishing to stay local. That being said, it was my first time there. The music was good. And while my friend was at the bar, I spotted this guy. Ooh. He was attractive to me, so I went up to introduce myself and told him he was cute. He smiled. He said he, he said he never has seen me before. I told him I tagged along with my girl, but would like to get to know him. You know, this is a spectacular technique. I'm not gonna lie to you, shells. He let me know he was trying to behave, and I took that as he had a lady. I didn't care too much to inquire. We went our separate ways, but he found me again to dance a little with me. Fast forward, my friend and I were headed out to leave. I told her about this guy and that I had to snatch him up. She laughed and called me crazy. I unlocked the doors. I let her in the car, and I was almost in the car when I saw him outside talking to another lady. I figured it was now or never. I told my friend, give me a second. I sat on my trunk, and I, and I motioned him to come over to me. He left the girl he was talking to and he came over. Oh, so you got the juice, huh? You got some juicing then? I said, listen, I know you're trying to behave, but why can't I be your friend? Tell you what, I'm giving my number instead of taking yours. If you want to get to know me, you will call. He said, okay. They all work and walked off towards his car. At this point, I couldn't leave well. I'm sorry, I couldn't leave well enough alone. Okay, so you gave him the proposition. He told you well enough. And he was like, nah, fuck that. I'm not taking well enough. Anywho, I walked up to his car and said, see you later. The drinks had me bold. Opened his door, sat on his lap and said bye and kissed him on his cheek. Okay. Yo, Shells. I'm, all right. I met you. I so shameless. You are big. I don't remember meeting bold women like that. All right, cool. He called me a few days later. And that turned into three months of full bomb sexual encounters, great combos, and even better eats. It was worth me shooting my shot. It's a lengthy email. Hope you made it to the end. 
Have a good one. Shells sent for my iPhone. Ladies, I want you to understand what just happened. She saw what she wanted. She went over to him. She got his attention. Said, hello. You're cute. The guy said, I know. The guy furthered the conversation like, I've never seen you here before. She was like, oh, I know. I'm here with my homegirl. I would like to give you some kitten. He was like, hmm, I'm trying to behave. I'm trying to go kittenless. It's Ramadan. She went on and be like, okay, okay. Well, you're trying to not get no kitten. All right, it's Ramadan. I definitely understand. He whisked away. She saw him outside. She was like, yo, stop playing, nigga. Come get some of this kitten. I'm not fucking playing with you. The nigga was like, you know what? I am playing. My bad. You know what? Here's my number. You text me right now. We're ready to get this kitten. This nigga said, all right. Not only did he walk away, she got out the car after probably drinking vodka and cranberry because all women love vodka and cranberry. Went to his car, sat in his lap, kissed his cheek, probably kissed something else. That's not my motherfucking business, but it's my show so I can put creative license or whatever I want. And then she went on to have good eats and good sex that was consensual. That's the fucking energy that we need out here. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to you. I'm damn sure proud of you. And Shells, please provide me with your Instagram so we can follow one another because women like you deserve to be followed. And if I do follow you, I'm sorry because I don't remember who the fuck you are. And that's on me. Let's go to the next motherfucking email. Good mixer for cognac. This nigga's name is Israel. Oh, shit. His, his name's Roland. <laughs> This nigga's name is Israel Roland, nigga. Don't worry about that. Anywho, morning, good brother. This is Roland. Sorry about that. I am a fan of your podcast and have been following you since the clubhouse. Glad to see you got your own space and share your wisdom. I know that one of your choices of alcohol is cognac. I want to know what is a good mix to go with it. I know I can look recipes up, but I like to hear from people's experience. Thank you for your time, and again, keep on doing a great job. Well, Roland, sorry that I outed your name, because I have no motherfucking decorum, nor do I have any fucking discipline. Uh, I'm probably going to end on you, just to make sure that the people that's listening to me on Saturday can go about their weekend without me keep them uh, sonically hostage. Cognac is definitely uh, in my wheelhouse. I'm just a dark liquor drinker, period. I like dark rum. I like whiskey. I like the bourbon. I like the scotch. Uh, and cognacington. You know what I'm saying? And um, as far as a mixture, it depends on what you're getting. If I'm getting Remy, I don't like to mix Remy. But if I'm getting Martell, uh, there's three things that I like to do. I like pineapple juice. I like apple juice. And I like lemonade cranberry juice maybe very sparingly but there's something that i've learned everything i do is based upon the mood that i'm in so if i'm chilling uh cognac has like this after effect to it this very stringent taste as it's going down your esophagus uh what you can do to subdue that but still get the uh alcoholic not the alcoholic the alcohol based effects from drinking 40% alcohol is you throw some seltzer in there. Seltzer subdues the actual taste, but it doesn't subdue um, 
the quality of the liquor that you're tasting. So what I would do is if I have cranberry juice or if I have ginger ale, um, I add a spritzer of sorts. I get I go to a local 7-Eleven. I get some um, I get some seltzer water. So the bitterness of the cognac can go down way more smooth so I can enjoy what I'm doing. But if it's fucking go time or if I'm pre-gaming or some shit like that, I mix that thing with some Red Bull because I'm a sleepy ass nigger. So I mix with the Red Bull. So the taurine in the lick, I'm sorry, the taurine in the drink can be combined with the liquor so I can be awake and I can be drunk. Um, if I'm on some shit, you're like, damn, son, this shit is bitter as hell. I'm not in the mood for none of this shit. And you feel yourself power drinking. I definitely would suggest pineapple juice. Pineapple juice is sweet enough to where you can do what you got to do and you feel like you're tasting punch as opposed to cognac. Um, so everything is based on your mood. Let me just do a quick overview. If I'm chilling in my crib and I'm just looking just to drink just because I'm enjoying a movie or watching a game or whatever have you, I might implement some seltzer in there uh, combined with some ginger ale or uh, cranberry juice or apple juice. Uh, if it's go time, I eliminate the seltzer in its entirety. And with the cognacington, it's definitely either lemonade, uh, apple juice, or motherfucking Red Bull. So it's based, it's very situational as far as my chases of uh, choice. But uh, just know if it's Remy, I don't want anything with it. But anything besides Remy, like Martel, because I definitely love Martel. Martel is definitely my uh, favorite cognac right now. Um, yeah, some ice. Some lemonade, good brother. You know what I'm saying? Make sure you don't do none of that nut that la, 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 la. Make sure you don't do none of that nut shit like buying Snapple or buying I don't know, motherfucking Sprite or some shit like that. Nah, bro, we're not doing that. You know what I mean? Seltzer. Motherfucking some some Red Bull. Shit like that. You know what I mean? Hopefully I was helpful for you. Uh getting what you need to do. Uh and the thing that you need to do is get saucy. Um, we're at about 21 minutes here. I don't feel right ending at 21 minutes. I gotta do one more. I got to do one more email. It has to be done. Do 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 do. This one is titled "Is it better to have tried than to never tried at all?" Uncertainty. Let me make sure this nigga told me in the body of his fucking email who what to call him. Stoop kid. Okay, I definitely can do that. What's up, Reek? With three exclamation marks. I hope this message finds you well. For the sake of names, call me Stoop Kid. Like you, I started on a podcast that was very successful. And things were transforming right in front of my eyes. I couldn't see myself within the podcast, nor could I see the overall goal that I set for myself. As a creative, what made you start over, especially by yourself? And how do you measure your success without looking at any common factors like numbers and analytics? Be safe and stay away from the white women. Stoop Kid. Sent from my iPhone. Well, Stoop Kid, very great questions. And I'm definitely going to end on you. Um, what made me start over was I didn't have any choice in the matter. Um, I don't know if you had an opportunity to listen to uh, episode 1.0. But if you have, and I'll give you a quick overview if you're a new listener. Um, I was doing a show called The Clubhouse. Prior to that, it was the He-Man Woman Haters Club. And the and the show was canceled. There's no other way to say it. Uh, Loudspeakers Network no longer wanted to carry the show. Uh, as that was happening, uh, the person I was doing the show with, Miles Jones, started to create Guys Next Door. And all of his creative energy was going into that. 
along with his other creative endeavors. He hosts shows, he does parties, he hosts panels, all kind of other shit, right? So that left me in a space to where I was alone. And creatively, I was in dismay, as they would say. Like, damn, I don't got no show. I don't know what the fuck is going on. What is there for me to do? So I took months. I was offered um, to be on a few shows, actually. I'm not going to name them because uh, I don't want to sound condescending. But there was about four shows that only saw me as a uh, sidekick. Only saw me as a uh, microphone B. Uh, the B mic. And I didn't want to be typecast as that because I didn't want that to be my legacy. Now, I know I'm a good conversationalist. I know I can implement funny things throughout conversation, but I felt as though it was time for me to be a leading man. And um, I was like, all right, if I'm going to do a show, it has to be innovative. And if it's not innovative, it has to be unique. I have to have some type of something to get people to, to come really fuck with me because I'm not really famous in any other capacity. So I was like, all right. So to answer question number one, uh, the thing that made me start over is because I love podcasting and I wasn't going to allow me being on a show and that being canceled, stop me from doing what I love to do. Um, well, well, how do I measure my success? Well, I look at the ratings and I looked at another, I'm sorry, I've looked at other shows that have been out way longer than mine. I look at how many ratings they have on their show. And um, I started to think to myself, like, I, I'm a soul entity and I'm cognizant, I'm cognizant of the fact that um, I stutter. So that's a red flag. I don't have a co-host. That's a red flag. Um, I don't have guests. That's a red flag. I only have about 2,500 followers. That's a red flag. And I don't utilize the connects I have to be in their show to expand my popularity so that's a red flag so what keeps me going is the fact that i have belief that the people that will hear it will hear it and i believe that although i'm a soul entity i'm averaging about a thousand listens an episode which means you guys are here because you guys love me and you guys will tell a friend i will tell a friend i will tell a friend and this 1000 will go to 10,000 and this 10,000 will go to 100,000 and will all be on my accord. And that's what I see myself. I see myself having millions of listeners just doing what I'm doing right now. Being in my room, uh, getting advertisers, and just speaking to the good people. Um, as far as analytics is concerned, what I do use that for is who to actually speak to, what verbiage to use. Um, me telling you guys to rate because I see that 90% of you guys utilize the podcast app. And um, as far as that's concerned... The impact of the show. Now, since I'm by myself, 30 people a day telling me they like my show is a lot for me because I've never been famous in any other capacity. So 30 people really loving my show and me having close to 350 ratings really means a lot, which means everybody fucks with me. Uh, it, it's to where, like, I might not be Lil Wayne, but I could be Currency. You know what I'm saying? Currency doesn't have, like platinum selling hits but currency lives in his own house currency can afford cars currency is getting paid based off of his music Peyton Lever I'm sorry Peyton uh currency is getting paid to do what he wants to do and how he wants to do it and it's not on some widespread shit that he looks successful but he is successful and that's what I'm looking to do with podcasting 
Maybe I won't get 10 million views an episode. But by me doing this, if I get 100,000, if I get 500,000, whatever the number is going to be, uh, I'll be able to live comfortably and I won't have to subject myself to do something that's tasteless just for something that I can't put my my stamp on. My morals mean a lot and I won't compromise my morals for anyone. And because of that and because I know how I am, the numbers and analytics, they do matter. But that doesn't what drive. That's not what drives me. What drives me is putting out the best product possible for me to get rid of this stuttering issue, uh, for me to become a better speaker, for me to be, to, for me to become a better content creator, and to uh, put some innovative things in the show. So this is your assignment. Um, tell me what you think I should do in the show to make it better. Um, we're all in this together. Uh, you guys are giving me your ears the same way. Um, I'm taking time out to record this. You're taking time out to listen to this. So if you any, if you have any critiques, uh, email me. I'll fucking read the critiques on the show. Now, I mean, I'm not just gonna hold that shit to heart. Why? We're all a fucking family here. We're the good people. Now I'm saying I'm the good brother. You're the good brother. You're the good sister. Whatever have you. If you're white, well, uh, I make fun of white people a lot. So if you're still here, that means you're resilient. And um, we're all in this together. So, yeah, email me the do's and don'ts of the show. Tell me what I can do. They can be more fluent. If you have any other innovative ideas that I can implement into the show, I'd love to hear them because I'm always going to be on the side of innovation. Uh, there's no shout outs because I didn't ask anybody if they wanted a shout out because I'm busy. So on Sunday, I will definitely will attempt to uh, get some shout outs in. But um, hopefully you guys are having a great weekend. Uh, if you're listening to this, I'm probably out doing something that's very personal to me and if i feel like sharing what i did i will do so because i'll have two days worth of material to reflect on on sunday's episode uh take care do what needs to be done peace and blessings pass the dressing and have a good goddamn day